This is the Sluggo. Slant and go. in a row casey the beef creek and i got this damn pat now after 82 shows of screwing up i'm two and 82 just like the saint peter's baseball team uh i think from your neck of the woods up there hey i heard you had some technical difficulties yeah i just can't uh figure out my computer apparently it doesn't <laughs> want to doesn't want to be friendly this evening it is and so funny that's when it happens always when you're when you're the busiest too, right? So yeah, my son my son was taking a nap before because I guess he came home not feeling so good from school, oh. and we didn't think he was going to wake up anytime soon. And of course he does <laughs> right before the show. Well, he needs a bath, so you know we're just my wife and I were trying to eat dinner. It it, it worked out. It's okay, but under normal circumstances, it wouldn't have been an issue. I would have been able to test it an hour ago. Yeah, but, it's funny yeah. how that works out, right? I have like I had. Uh, I don't know, seven meetings today and, and it was working fine for six of them. And I get on the seventh one. And right before I get on the seventh one, it just dies. And you're like, <laughs> couldn't wait an hour. You couldn't, you couldn't right. <laughs> couldn't, and you're oh. doing nothing different. I mean, I feel like we're a broken record. Yes. Like we used to talk about the weather all the time, but now <laughs> I feel like we're doing nothing different. We're hitting the same flipping buttons. Yep. Hey, Kevron checks in and says, good evening evening everybody go tigers kevron great to hear from you in cope always. south carolina always great to hear from kevron nelson. thank you for joining what's nelson saying for more, <laughs> more years, years. <laughs> go ahead and ryan can fix my computer for me he could probably do it now nelson <laughs> he's got a better <laughs> shot anyway right by the way by the way, I saw a picture of young uh, Slider on the beach. He he looks like he enjoys Calaboogie Sound. He's doing all right, man. That kid is. <laughs> is I was telling somebody uh, this morning. He's the mayor of the seven forty boat, man. He's he's got all the all the ladies swooning over him. He's got a couple high school girls that sit with him every day. Like oh you know, my, he doesn't, need, he doesn't need that anymore. He's he's just got he's got the life here. It's it's funny because uh, we stayed at Hilton Head a couple summers uh, when Parker was around that age, maybe a little bit older. But we went on a boat. What were we looking for? Dolphins, maybe? I don't know. Probably. Remember. A and, lot of dolphin trips. Yeah. And they let him drive the boat, man. He thought he was the coolest thing ever. So <laughs> Parker has actually driven a boat in Calaboogie Sound, but he doesn't remember it, of course. But he was actually a, a boat driver in that same little waterway over there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, the older Ryan gets, I thought he, he kind of looked like you and, and you said, no, he looks like my wife. He's too cute. And I agree with you now, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I think yeah. I've, I think I agree because he is adorable little guy. So, uh, yeah. very he cool, thinks very so cool. too. <laughs> and got, and, and the other thing is we went to Charleston. Now these weren't high school girls, but my friend Matt has three blonde girls. They're all like a year apart. And so they were like 11, 12, and maybe 10, 11, and 12. 
Parker was a little fellow, and they were, one of them goes to Clemson now, by the way, and uh, they were dragging Parker around like he's a rag, like he was a, a doll, right? <laughs> literally, like right, dragging him from room to room. It was it was hilarious, but that's that's as close as he got to high school girls. So uh, Slider's doing better. <laughs> hey, beef! Uh, daylight saving times hit, and uh, I love it. And I heard the Senate voted one hundred to nothing to keep it this way, but uh, we don't know. You know, you know how member and what was it? I was going to say sociology, but it's not sociology. <laughs> Civics, how they taught you about how a bill becomes a law. It's still got a few hurdles to go through, but I just wish they would. I haven't slept very well all week, right? And it's weird because it's just an hour, but. I, it's I, crazy. When I travel to your neck of the woods, it's an hour, right? Like you yeah. said, but it just feels like a day, even though it's yeah. just an hour. So it's weird. I, I get it. I, I mean, it's not jet lag, but. I get it. So they they decided that we're not going to have daylight savings anymore. Oh, we are. It's going to stay like oh, okay. this forever. We're not going to switch. It's going to be oh. dark later. It messes me up a little bit in the morning, but you know, you got to take one or the other, and you'll get used to it eventually. Instead of the back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Um, this is certainly but, not a political show, but I don't. I'm certainly not smart enough for it. But like, are they allowed to just? mess with mother nature like that i mean is that a thing i don't know i don't know i'm not smart enough i'll have to read well my initial thought as you said we're not political my initial thought is it was a hundred nothing when's the last time the senate voted (laughs) let's get more issues like that out there right (laughs) yeah it could only it could only help all right we named this show the big reveal it's not really a big reveal because it's already been revealed um uh, I started Seldom Reserve up again last, I can't remember, June or July, in hopes of getting it back and having an outlet to write um, to write for, right? To write, get my thoughts out. Yeah, we do this podcast, we do this live video, but it's not the same as writing, where you can take your time and craft the words, ha, 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 and, uh, you know, put it out there. It's kind of out there forever, and people consume information in different ways. Uh, so writing has become a lot of fun for me and my wife says I do it well. Um, but she says, I don't write anything to her anymore, but that's another topic. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I started writing for an Astros website. It was a, um, um, it was a fan sided Astros website and I really, really enjoyed it, and and have had have really enjoyed it over the last eight or nine months. A lot of fun, um, and for whatever reason, after nine months, I decided to go look and see. Hey, maybe I want to write some more. And we have like seven guys on there writing stuff, and I saw that the Clemson Rubbing the Rock fan sided website was available, um, or available for what they call a site expert, basically the manager of the, of the, uh, of the site. And so I um, went through a lengthy application process. I think I was the only one who's applied. Um, It's been kind of dead for like four months. And so now I am the site expert. I hate the term. I don't want to use it. I feel icky trying to, to use it, but that's their term. And that's basically it's the guy managing the site. Uh, So I can write. I can write what I want about Clemson there on that site. The beef is going to uh, write some things for that website. Um, If he ever gets the final stamp of approval, which I'm sure is coming. Uh, John Chancey 
or as we call him, Chauncey Chancey, now known as Chauncey Chancey, uh, has been approved and, and has submitted his first article, and I'll get that up in the next day or so. But um, it's an outlet. It gives us a bigger audience than Seldom News Reserve will. Um, there's some positives to it. There's some negatives to it. Obviously, you're working, not working for, but you're a contractor for a company that has certain expectations and certain procedures. Uh, in other words, we're not going to be writing about Alabama or North Dakota State. It's about Clemson. And so that's what it'll be about. I haven't made a decision yet on Seldom Use Reserve, but I think it's probably going to end up going away because it's a cost. And that's the other benefit of the fan sided fan sided site is that it doesn't cost me anything uh, to do this. Get a few pennies for writing the articles. It's all based on um, uh, revenue, ad revenue. Uh, so it's free. Rubbing the rock. If you would check it out, um, I'd be excited if you did and hope you enjoy what you write about Clemson. Beef, I don't know if you wanted to say anything, but I'm thrilled to have you and uh, Chauncey Chancy on there um, helping me out writing about Clemson. Yeah, I just, um, just want to thank you for, for doing the, the big heavy lift in here because, you know, this is always something that I've wanted to do. And I've, I've, I did write my two cents for Seldom News Reserve a couple weeks, I think four or five weeks. It was all I had you know, delusions of grandeur, but even talking to you yesterday, just even in passing our conversation about an idea for something that I could do to use my creative juices um, and talk about the opponents this upcoming season. I mean, that's something that I've been talking about for forever, about how I always can can read about the opponents and, and convince myself that Clemson's going to lose. Well, now that's pretty much been, uh, <laughs> one, of, one of my assignments, which I called it, and I think you cringed at that, but I, I enjoy that now that I have a goal that's kind of been put, put in my head to kind of just, you still give me creative freedom to go do what I need yes. to do, but that's just a great idea and a great thing for me. So I'm just excited and thank you for doing the heavy lifting. excited to work for, um, uh, with you and, and John. And as we're talking, I'm just getting an email from Maxwell Ogden from Fansided. <laughs> so it looks like I'm official as well. Hey, nice. Good job. Good alive and on the air. No, um, rubbing the rock.com and the Twitter is at rubbing the rock, larger audience, um, larger chance for this show to be seen. I'll be retweeting this show from that Twitter account. Uh, when I post it to, uh, our Twitter account. So just a, a better chance, a larger chance for, um, our writings to be seen. Really cool. Um, Vanderbilt football started spring practice day. Look for <laughs> Mike Wright to be the starter at quarterback. Hey, we were Very talking nice. Vanderbilt football. And that's the other thing. This outlet, this podcast, we can still talk anything we want. It's just on the website. It's, yes, it's about Clemson on that website. And we're not affiliated with Rubbing the Rock or fan sided on this, on this podcast. But, you know, two guys here are going to write for that site. And that's not unusual. And David says, thank you, guys. Well, thank you, David. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. More Is that D. David Dunham who hit? Mike, uh, Matt Ryan, all those years ago, that I'm still sharing that hit to everyone. I still share. Uh, that's that's a that's a yearly event on the seldom you reserve account, uh, Casey. I everybody loves that one uh, almost as much as they love Taj and Sammy today. But David Dunham, is that you? Are you the one <laughs> that knocked Matt Ryan's helmet off and almost his head? 
<laughs> and it would have definitely been a targeting nowadays, but that, that that's beside the point. And and B, um, uh, that hit gave me a newfound respect for Matt Ryan because he only missed a play, maybe two, and he came back in. I, was I thought like, he was How? dead. I thought he was dead as well when his head fell off and blew 40 yards. <laughs> oh, Kane Patterson, the transfer from Clemson, is already making a splash. Mm. So we're getting a Vanderbilt report today. We I love to, it. Love we it. need to Thanks, have – yeah, Vandy, Chris, if you want to jump on this podcast sometime, just reach out to us. We'll be glad to uh, to talk to you. We're we're about it all, man. Vanderbilt. Uh, that's one school I'm completely ignorant about. So I would John, love to learn more. John Chancey said he's happy about his new side hustle. Uh, well, <laughs> wait till you see your paycheck, John Chancey. For you. <laughs> your paycheck. Uh, so it's kind of funny. I think the first article I wrote for the Astros site, I told Casey, I think I made like seven cent in uh, an hour because I was trying so hard in my first one. Right. I was trying so hard to be perfect. Now I'm like, eh. throw it <laughs> whatever. Throw yeah, it throw it out there. Um, it's not perfect. We don't expect perfection, but, uh, always fun. Let's see what's Nelson say. <laughs> Thanks Nelson. We're going to need that. That's yes. why we keep the smart people around. Yes. We set up two, Nelson. <laughs> oh sweet on the Very invite cool. i'm also a writer yes well, I went to the, the uh, same high school as maldonado on, on vanderbilt baseball whose brother chris is signed to come to clemson so i went to the same high school as the maldonado boy and who's the guy john hit the home run to win this college world series for vanderbilt his last his first name was john I think he Chris was also will know. A, Chris will know, and he was also he went to my high school as well. My dad was his counselor. All right, yeah, um, you can reach out at seldom uh, seldom at gmail dot com or uh, I didn't see he's on the YouTube YouTube, YouTube it looks like uh, just yeah. leave us a message on YouTube how to get a hold of you and I'll reach out and we'll set something up. Appreciate yeah. your interaction, Chris. We really do appreciate it. We talk a lot of Clemson here, Chris, just so you know, and we're going to in about 10 seconds. But we're open to everybody. We've had guys on from other schools. And we talk about all kinds of colleges and, and football here. So um, let's rock and, and Tim, roll. Tim Corbin came from Clemson, so we, he, he's one of us, whether he like, wants to admit it or not. Yeah, I was really frustrated with him and um, what's That's his name in Florida. Yeah, man. Yeah. You're bringing up staff. staff members. Yeah. What a staff. It, it turned out to be, when you look back at that staff, just incredible. Schlossnagel, too, from, yeah. from uh, Texas A&M. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Uh, as part of, Casey, uh, one thing we haven't done recently is talk a little recruiting because we started it last year, and honestly, I couldn't keep up with it, right? But now, doing the rubbing the rock thing, I'm going to have to keep up with it because I'm going to be writing about it, and hopefully it will help me. Uh, it will jog my old memory. Um, but I wrote about some new offers that went out uh, this past weekend. Uh, Jamal Anderson is a linebacker out of Georgia. He is the son of the Atlanta Falcons, Jamal Anderson. He, as I said, plays <laughs> he plays linebacker. My man is a six foot four, hundred and ninety-five pound linebacker. He's a three-star. He's only ranked number, I say only, listen to me, uh three forty-one in the uh country. But I want to see what happens as the offers roll in, right? So Clemson's offering him and some other bigger schools are offering him. So 
that's bound to change. You know, in the old days, you used to say, oh, they're only they're only up in his uh, ranking because Clemson offered him or Alabama offered him. Well, that's true. Those guys that do, uh, to some extent, those guys that do the rankings, they realize that the college coaches pretty much know what they're talking about, right? So it's just <laughs> another opinion and in a very, very educated opinion of that. So it makes sense that if – if you don't have a guy highly ranked and he's got an offer from Alabama, which is another one of these young men down the line, you may need to rethink it, right? You may need to look again. Yeah. Uh, you're evaluating so many guys. It could be wrong. Anyway, Jamal Anderson out of Mill Creek high school in Georgia, son of Jamal Anderson, uh, the running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Brandon Strozier is a cornerback out of Alpharetta, Georgia, St. Francis High School. He's number 374 and a three-star. But the next guy is the one I kind of want to settle on here. It's Colton, I think it is Vasek, out of Westlake High School. Shit sound familiar. Austin, Texas, um, a former teammate of Cade Klubnik. Now, I saw this guy. Their games, as I've said on this podcast many times, we're on TV here where I live every Friday night or Saturday, depending on when they're playing, occasionally on Thursday, and he stood out. Even in 6A college football with a dominant team, you don't see too many six foot six defensive ends. And he was ragdolling people, right? They they weren't winning uh they weren't winning twenty-eight to seventeen. They were winning sixty-three to six or nothing or eight or whatever, some kind of wacky score. But he was dominant. Now he's he's a three star. Um he's six six and two thirty. Uh, he's number 334, but he has offers from all over the nation. So expect him, I would say, probably end up in top 250, which is the really kind of the general cutoff for um, a blue chipper. Um, so really excited about him. He's a kind of Clemson kid, kind of like Kate Klubnik. Good kids go to that school. Obviously not all of them, but in general, they're good kids that fit the mold of what Clemson is looking for. So I'm really, really excited about Colton. And one last guy from the weekend, uh, Roderick Kearney, Orange Park, Florida, offensive tackle. They believe he's going to go inside at the next level. Um, he's 6'4 and 300. He's the highest rank out of these four that got offers recently. He's uh, number 182 and a four-star. Um, so those are the four guys that got offers either last weekend or Monday morning from Clemson. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to to look at any of those guys. Probably not because I kind of surprised you with this, really, um, back into recruiting. But really excited about um, all of them, actually, because we know Jamal Anderson is going to have some athletic ability. I've seen Colton Vasek play many times, and I know he has ability, and Roderick Kearney's in the top 200. So really excited about this group. Yeah, and you look at these guys uh, – Colton Vasek is one guy that once you put it up, up that correlation between Westlake High School, I, I did look at, I think it was Tiger Net had a couple of videos on him. And you're right. I mean, 6'6", six, six, he's enormous. And he's got a little twitch in his giddy up too. So he's a little fast guy around the edge. Uh, I'm very, I was very excited to see that. And I really like that wide receiver they have too. What is it, Good House or Good Great House? Home he's not good, house? he's great. Great House. He's better than good. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I have not looked at a lot of these guys. Jamal Anderson, obviously there's some pedigree there. He looks like a, a big dude as well. 
um, just I'm, I'm excited to get back into a little recruiting as well. I haven't, but it was it was good to see on Twitter these guys saying that they had offers from Clemson. So now it's kind of gives giving us somebody or some people, some guys to look at. Because Clemson is a little bit behind, right? They only have one player uh, committed for the class of 2023. And Alabama, I think, only has two. But most of the, and, you know, we're not worried about Alabama. We know where they're going to end up, or close to where they're going to end up. But most of those teams. Even in the ACC, I think Notre Dame had nine or ten already committed. So okay. a little bit behind. But as J.P. Priester, a friend of the show, always likes to say, now that Clemson can get the guys on campus, we saw that this weekend, once they can get those guys on campus, uh, things start happening. They start feeling the love that you and I felt when we walked on that campus and we talked about last year. So it's an exciting time, and, and they have some – some holes they need to fill. One of the other players that I didn't mention because he's been offered for a while was the uh, quarterback, not Arch Manning. Um, we know he's going to go somewhere else, but Chris Vazina, I think is how you say it. I did a article on him the other day. He says, I know I'm Clemson's guy. They've only offered two. One of them's Arch Manning and, you know, everybody knows he's not coming to Clemson. So Chris Vazina knows he's the guy. Um, so that would be perfect, right? You've got DJ as a junior. You've got Klubnik as a two freshman. Someone come behind him. Managing the roster is kind of nuts and crazy, right? You might have eight running backs, and tomorrow you might not have any. The way the transfer portal and defections and people quitting, you know, stopping playing football from injuries. Uh, so it's gotten really tough to uh, manage rosters and you need to have a quarterback every year because you don't know what's going to happen to the ones on your roster. And sometimes they leave and come back like Hunter Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Vizina from being from Alabama too, kind of puts a little wrinkle into this recruiting, especially because Arch, Arch Manning is believed to be Alabama's top choice as well. I think Arch Manning is a lot of schools, top choice, Texas. So Ole Miss, uh, among thousands of others, it seems. <laughs> so but it would be interesting to see that phrase again. If Arch doesn't pick Alabama and surprises people and goes to Ole Miss, where his dad and, and uncle went and grandfather, um, and how much Alabama kind of turns their attention to Vizina, because it seems like he's probably two or three on the list um, for four quarterbacks of 2024. He is uh, number. Excuse me. He is uh, Five, did I right? put it on there? Uh, wait a second. Where did it go? Where did it go? Um, he's a four star. He's number fifty one overall. I think he's a fifth. Yeah, I didn't write it down, but I think he's fifth. He's right there. Yeah, I think I saw five. Um, but anyway, he's the fifty first overall player, and that's a good thing to add to my spreadsheet. What number at the position he is? Uh, he's six four two oh seven. A four star. Um, as you said, out of Birmingham, Alabama, Briarwood, Christian. Uh, Got to have one every year because who knows these days, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's um, it's wild and woolly out there in the world of recruiting. Hey, our friend Nelson Wilhite has been keeping us up to date on the softball. Nelson, I just haven't had the time to watch. Some, some of the games conflict with baseball. You know where my priorities lie, especially with the 14-2 and two Clemson Tiger baseball team now. But Nelson sent us the video of Valerie Cagle's home run uh, <laughs> yesterday, and I'm laughing because just today, Nelson, I noticed the right fielder. 
And <laughs> she like turned around and it's, uh, oh, no, nah, no, nah, not even going to do it. It's like one of those MLB players, you know, that hits the ball like 600 feet and the right fielder kind of stands there. But that's, she did make a turn, but it didn't last long. <laughs> it reminded it, me. I'm sorry, Marty. It reminded me I played softball, like men's league softball against Ozzy Canseco, so Jose's brother. And they played on this on this uh, tournament team that they brought to this um, uh, charity softball tournament, and it was so competitive. With let's say there was nine ninety teams, about eighty nine teams was so competitive, and it was a lot of fun because it was for a great charity. And then you, of course, you went up against. We happened to win the whole thing one year. Well, we won our side the whole year. Went up against Ozzy Canseco's team, which had nothing but these guys that look like Jose Canseco <laughs> and I was playing left field against them. It got to the point where it was like 27 to nothing in the first inning. And I think we had an out, we may have, but my neck hurt because I literally, <laughs> it got to the point where I looked at the left center fielder and I said, I'm not even turning for this guy. And they just hit a bomb and I didn't even turn it. Like I, it was like a disrespect thing. I was trying anyway, it didn't work. We ended up, uh, we ended up sharing the trophy with them. I'll say, did y'all rally from 27 to nothing? Down we didn't. Well, I'm not sure we hit. <laughs> I'm not sure. But that was, that's what Kegel's home run looked like yesterday. It looked like one of those things. And I just laughed too when I saw the video because it was like the right fielder just went like this. Because why, why move? Yeah. I, well, I was that a lot thing was then, but. so far out of the park. And that's going to be the highlight. The Music Reserve highlight tomorrow. And I'm going to put my, my the, the phrase that I have trademarked, Kegel'd, because she. <laughs> Kegel those folks yesterday. That was a titanic blast, and that was fun to watch. And um, just haven't had the time. It seems like they're playing when the baseball team is playing, right? Yesterday they were also, um, and of course all the stuff with the websites and trying to do this new thing with the fan sided site, and uh, just been busy. So I sincerely appreciate Nelson giving us the updates. Can't always reply because I'm writing down a crazy stat about the baseball team that we're going to talk about in a minute, but. The uh, ladies softball team is 18 and six with that eight to nothing win over Winthrop. Zero uh, and three in the ACC. We know they got swept by Virginia Tech last uh, weekend, and they've got a or two weekends ago I think it was, and they got a three game series with Duke this weekend. Now Duke was good last year. Uh, I don't know if they're any good this year. Uh, Nelson, let us know in the comments unless you know Casey. I don't. I don't. I haven't been paying attention to the ACC other than Florida State and Virginia Tech, knowing how good they are. Um, those two teams are in both in the top five in the country, depending on what uh, ranking system you're looking at. I will say that the 0-3 in the conference isn't isn't something to be uh, upset about, I don't think, yet. I think a lot of people in the Clemson fandom are are kind of up in arms about the six losses because Clemson didn't have six losses until, you know, they had 30 some odd wins last year, but it's going to be this way. And, and, and it doesn't mean that Clemson's not good because they are, they, they still are good. As long as you have Valerie Cagle on the mound and at the plate, Marissa Gambarda, you got Sam Russ. I mean, you got some names about, and we're not even talking about Pi Clark yet. Uh, Logaleo. I mean, these, these girls are, are very ladies, excuse me. These ladies are fantastic. And, um, they're a lot of fun to watch. I have been catching an inning here, two innings there, uh, but you're right. I've been focused, especially on the hot start. Here I am being that fan, the fair weather fan that's with the hot start for Clemson baseball. Um, it's it's getting a lot of my attention, whereas last year they weren't so good. 
Right. So uh, my attention was to, to the good team. So I'm, I'm kind of outing myself here, but uh, they're still fun to watch when I when I can watch them as well. And and like I like you said, thank God for for Nelson because he does keep us abreast of of all of the goings on with with the softball team and uh, gives us something to look at. You know, when I go to read articles about him, no doubt. Nelson said Duke is ranked not as high as FSU and Virginia Tech. Pretty oh, sure Fred- Duke lost their number one pitcher last year to graduation so duke's 13th clemson's 14th friend of the show from the morgan thomas show houston burnett checks in says host a regional this year to me uh that's a mission accomplished for team three years in yeah you know what's funny i saw the tweet the other day from clemson softball saying it was their 100th game they probably won 80 of them and people are complaining already i mean you know (laughs) it's kind of crazy uh expectations man once you win uh, you know, I remember people about the football team saying, I don't care how you win, just win. Then you kind of win, you know, hu- ugly. Like I was saying, Mac Brown's famous saying, you got to hug ugly. Well, you hug ugly a couple of times and people start disliking that, you know, um, don't like the way you win. Don't like it. Hey, uh, Casey. Well, I, well, before ahead. we move on, before we move on, I just wanted to say like last year, you could tell as, as good as this team was and as fun as they were, they went up in that super regional against Alabama was it even the super it was just the regional against Alabama and they were humble big time I mean yes. that they didn't I did watch belong that. on the same they didn't belong on the same field as Alabama but, um, and that's okay I, mean, I think people were kind of pissed at where they got placed and, and that rightfully so you probably have an argument there but once they went up with a top eight team in the country it was kind of like okay all right we're we're a top 20 team probably top 15 but once you get to the big dogs it, you know, there's another another level. So there's a lot of growing still to go with this team. Like like we talked about, Valerie Cagle is 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 one in a million um, athlete at Clemson. Hopefully, we can get the next one after she leaves us in a couple of years. Yeah, uh, what I was going to say is, you Nelson, and I knew it last year, right? I was I was shooting you guys highlights of Oklahoma softball, and we kind of said, yeah, Clemson's good, but whoa. Uh, <laughs> I, I think thought they, they were going to play with Alabama. And they, I think they're they, undefeated this year, Oklahoma. They um, should be. That girl's got 375 home runs, <laughs> and 22 at that. Last weekend. Uh, <laughs> she has 375 home runs last weekend. That's what it felt like. Um, anyway, appreciate Nelson for keeping us up to date. I know what I was going to say. We don't have it on the agenda to talk about, but I wanted you, and I saw Houston in the comments and thought maybe he's still listening. Uh, unless he just kind of dive bombed in and, and is left is that I'm going to have something on Brad Brown L tomorrow on uh, rubbing the rock.com. Um, just kind of my thoughts. The tournament starts tomorrow. Don't count the count the playing games. The tournament starts tomorrow. And that made me start thinking about things. So tomorrow on rubbing the rock, look for my thoughts on Brad Brown. Now, now on Houston the loves Brown now. I know. Well, they're best. I think they're at dinner right now. Um, (laughs) Clemson baseball started off 14 and oh, we are both frozen. I don't even know if you can hear me. I can hear you. I can hear you just fine. Okay. There we go. We're back. Uh, On my screen, we're both frozen. Um, 14 and oh, start two very lackluster games. The last two, Um, you know, they had a couple of home runs Sunday, but the game was basically over and only had one run before that, 11 strikeouts. Look, they faced a good pitcher. You had a great day. It's going to happen. You're not going to go 56-0 and despite what my metrics said, right? It's not going to happen. Um, 
so that was okay. But then it was another lackluster game last night. I sent something out on Twitter that didn't get any attention this afternoon, but they've only had 12 opportunities with runner on base and those two losses combined. They're not getting on base. What was happening early where they're getting a lot of walks and hit by pitches. And when that didn't happen, I mean, their on base percentage is nosedived and they haven't had many opportunities. And when they did last night, they were three for their first four with runners in scoring position. Unfortunately, two of those were infield hits that, the runner ended up not scoring on ever, not just in that at bat in the inning, right? And then your guy, Brian Hawkins, came through with the RBI single, and they were three for four in the third inning with nobody out. Three for four, runners in scoring position. That was it. Finished the game three for 10. But bigger than uh, 0 for 6, there was only six more chances throughout the game. When you're playing Hartford and you're getting 25 chances a game, I mean, you know, things are going to happen. You're going to score runs, but they've hit a slump. They've hit a, I won't be a slump. It's two games. They've hit a patch where they're not hitting like they were. And even, you know, as good as the bullpen was early, we're starting to see little chinks here or there in the bullpen too. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm really just worried about the at-bats. I I think the at-bats is, is uh, obviously the offense. They've scored what two runs in the last two games that they've lost. But we can't dismiss completely the fact that Clemson started 14-0 and and played a couple good teams. Heck, South Carolina fans are crowing at Clemson people because they took two out of three from Texas. So they forget all real quick that they were 0-3 against Clemson. But, um, you know, you lose to – I had a friend that used to play at Furman, and he actually was a big-time recruit for Clemson, hurt his arm, they took his scholarship, he transfers to Furman. And they, he would tell me they would throw their number two guy against Clemson midweek because they wanted to win and they knew they were getting Clemson's fourth or fifth guy. So, you know, you, you play a team like Georgia state who was amped up. You look at your college of Charleston beat Texas yesterday. I mean, you, you, and it's baseball, anything can happen. So this isn't necessarily a bad Georgia state team that they lost to, but it's more on, on Clemson. I think, um, you know, hats off to Georgia state, but for Clemson not to be able to hit and it starts with Dylan Brewer. And I, I love him. I'm on record to, to say he's my he's probably my favorite player, but he's hitting 221. Now, his on-base percentage is a little bit better, 299. But for a leadoff hitter, we can't have that. you got to be in the 340s, 360s probably for a leadoff guy uh, to get on base. And he strikes out way too much to be a, a leadoff guy as well. Um, there's something wrong with Grice. I'm not sure what, what it is, if he's hurt or what, but he is not the scary guy. You know, I, I get ripped all the time. You don't get nervous anymore, even when you come up. Like back in the day when you saw Khalil up at bat, and obviously I know you and I talked about it. I knew the ending. But you, you knew that something was going to happen, or you felt like it. I always felt like that with Tyler Colvin. I always felt like something was going to happen. I think Cooper Ingle is going to get get you that butterfly feeling too when he comes up because something the ball is going to be put in play. Um, but Grice is just not doing it right now. Uh, I have full confidence that he'll snap out of it, but he hasn't seen a fastball, and if he does, he sees it at the first pitch, and he doesn't swing at the first pitch. So the book's out on him a little bit. He still leads the team or tied with tied with four home runs, but here's my stat, my eye-opening stat of the week. <laughs> it goes back to, to my, my uh, stolen base thing. Clemson's 10 for 10 in stolen bases this year. Now they've played 16 games. I would like them to run more. You and I were texting the other day that they were running early um, on Saturday or Sunday, but they're 10 for 10. Wouldn't you keep trying if you're 100%? Keep trying. Get on base first, but keep trying. 
Depends if you want to win. Um, uh, yeah, um, I agree. I, let's let's say Grice is in some kind of funk, and they realize, like you said, they don't have to throw in fastballs. If they do, it's just one. But he's missing all the breaking balls, not even close on a lot of them, which is really weird, really just strange. Like you said, don't know what it is. Could be just a funk. You know, maybe it takes – I would say maybe it takes a blue pip to get him out of it, but that home run he hit the other day was – somewhat of a blue pit, right? It was up in the air and the wind yeah. was blowing 400 miles an hour and it went out. So looked like a routine uh, fly ball, but you're right. Cooper Engel, I, I, I sent out a tweet the other day. The dude just does everything right. He's like Hunter Renfro, right? You don't, you don't even notice him. You, you've got all these big guys like Hawkins and, and Grice and, and the like, you don't even Keep notice him. And then, uh, and then there he is, he's on base or he's hitting a, single or sacrifice fly or getting hit by a pitch or or something to get on base it's just like Hunter Renfro tackling uh the Alabama player to to save the the touchdown that would have put that game out of reach my concern Casey is you're right they're 14 and 0 and now they're 14 and 2 and if you'd have told me before the season yes they're going to go 14 and 2 would you take it obviously i take it right uh 14-2 is a great record for a baseball team, but some of those old habits are starting to creep in. Yes, they're 10 for 10 on stolen bases, but they're starting to get thrown out some on the bases. Um, they're starting to make bad decisions. The The bullpen is um, not what it was early in the season. And I'll even say this, Monty Lee, we, we texted about this, or I texted you, it seems like every game the same guys come out of the bullpen, right? It's Lindley, um, Jay Dill, you know, and then they go right down the line. How about try somebody else? You're going to lose to Georgia State? Put somebody in. You get to the end of the year, you need other arms. They don't have any experience, right? And I can tell you what's going to happen Friday. They're, the starter's going to come out. Jackson Lindley's going to go in. Jay Dill's going to follow him. It's I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying it would have made a difference last night, but what I'm uh, that's just part of the way that I see the old habits creeping in from the players and the coaching staff. It seemed like no life yesterday. Now, I'm sitting here in Kyle, Texas. I don't know what it was like in the ballpark. JP didn't report in to me today, but it just looked like the old uh, the old um the old team from last year was back, and I'm I'm really concerned about that. So, yeah, and if you look, even I have the stats right in front of me, and just a quick glance shows you that Dill has ten appearances, Lindley has ten appearances. Other than that, Ammons has eight, Edmondson has eight. I mean, that's who he runs out there every day. No one other than those four guys have more than four appearances. Yep, and most day. of them have one and two. So. Uh, and it, yeah, and I, if, I'm just con- I'm concerned about the errors too a little bit. Yes, that's another part of it. Thank you for mentioning that. That's another thing. They they played great the first ten or twelve games, and we started to see a few errors. You and Nelson called me out on it, um, but I love it. And uh, it turned. I don't love the errors though. And it turns out that's a thing. I mean, that's becoming a thing. That's what I mean. They're getting back to that team where they walk a few more guys now. They make a few more errors. Um, they, they get thrown out on the bases a couple times. Um, so they need to get it together because Miami's not messing around. I'm sure 
Uh, at least they have Miami and Clemson. They need two or three. It sounds weird. They're 14 and two, right? But think about it. If they lose two out of three or get swept, I mean, that's um, that's going to be what? Four out of five they've lost after a 14 and no start. It's, it's at home. Up. Yeah, yeah, at home too, right? I mean, they've played all these games at home except for one uh, and then a, a quote um, neutral game. Neutral. But now they're going to have to hit the road coming up in the next couple of weeks. This is when you want to get wins. Two out of three um, last weekend. Okay. Georgia State Georgia State was 10 and six, and I don't know who they've played. They look like a good team. They just carried themselves well. Um, so I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world to lose to Georgia State. I'm saying it's, the worst, it's not a good thing to not be able to get hits against Georgia State um, and be yeah, successful I, when you do. I think you're exactly right. And to answer Houston's question, JP told us that he believes that Gilbert's a little dinged. So yeah, he's kind of been held since the South Carolina series. So I, I, I don't know. Nothing's really been out there reported, but that's according to JP Priester, that he's a little dinged, I think was the exact quote that we got. Yeah. Right. I think it was the last appearance before South Carolina, because I was saying when he didn't appear at South Carolina, I was like, that's hmm, right. That's interesting. Why, why didn't he come in any of, because the first game was two to two till the, uh, uh, home run by, uh, Frenchie. Uh, so I was wondering why he didn't come in then. He didn't come in Saturday. I said, well, maybe they're saving him for, to be the long guy on Saturday or Sunday because you wouldn't need, normally need a long guy after angling, but apparently he um, something happened and uh, he's not able to go right now. It's and that's we know we don't know hardly anything because nothing gets out publicly about those baseball injuries whatsoever. Um, but the old habits are creeping in, um, and they're mediocre. The runners in scoring position. I put this out on Twitter. I know average is called average for a reason. <laughs> if you don't include this and you do include and don't include that on either end, it makes it not an average, right? That's the definition of average. But if you take out that Hartford series, they're batting like one seventy with runners in scoring position. They blasted Hartford and had been mediocre to below mediocre since then. Just something to keep in mind against Miami, which traditionally has a really, really good pitching staff. I don't know about this year. We'll see. Is the chopping beef still on hiatus? Yeah, we're still on hiatus for a couple more weeks. Okay. I'll let you know. All right. That's right. You told me that last week, and I keep – I'll take it off the dang agenda next week. (laughs) You can put it back on. As I mentioned earlier, there's nothing new on SeldomUserve.com. There might be some new stuff coming up, maybe this show and and another show. I'm still trying to figure all that out since I'm going to be spending most of my time on RubbingTheRock.com. Hey, Beef, I hope you don't mind a little bit shorter show tonight, but for both of us, multiple podcasts today, I did some writing. And I've got the Spurs game with Parker Coleman in about 10 minutes. So um, I appreciate you letting me cut it a little short tonight. Of course. Of course. Just real quick, too. I just wanted to add, we were talking a little bit about roster management before. The the podcast that I help out on had, had Shane Beamer on today. And uh, Shane was making that exact statement, basically. You, you think you have something, then all of a sudden the transfer portal takes two guys. And he's looking at his running back room saying, I need help, so he ended up taking two running backs. So it's just it was just funny that that that, that is a common theme, and you, and you made mention of it earlier. Think and, about yeah. think about the Clemson running back room uh, last year before the kid went to Florida, and then um, 
how many transferred did they have last year? Three, four? I don't three, remember. Yeah, three other running, Lynn J. Dixon, the kid for Bowman, Dukes, Dukes? Mikey Dukes. Yeah, yeah, there was three. Yeah, lots of uh, transfers happens real quick. All right, Beef, thank the people. Let's get out of here. Yeah, thanks to everyone in the Southern News Reserve College Football Discussion Facebook group, especially Nelson Wilhite for his help with the softball team, John Chancy for his work on SeldomNewsReserve.com, and soon to be RubbingTheRock.com, Uncle John McGee, as always, everyone on Seldom Used Reserve Sluggo Podcast, and each and every one of you who listens, likes, shares, and participates. We appreciate the comments. Keep them coming. On behalf of Marty Seldom News Reserve, Coleman, I am Casey the Beef Cregan. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you right here probably next week. <laughs> and don't forget rubbingtherock.com. Thanks to everybody. Tune in. Chris and Vanderbilt. Give us a follow. Drop us a line. Holler. We'll have you on. We'll talk Vanderbilt if you want. Appreciate you, Beef. See you next week.